0: PodFest seems to be a great event here. It's kind of like a real scaled down version of podcast movement. You know, I guess you'd say it's not uh, the type of event we put on, but it's a good
1: event. Welcome to Star of the Doubts. This is Jared Easley. I'm hanging out with Gary Leland. Gary, I don't feel fortunate enough to be hanging out with you, but here we are.
0: Well, it's funny. I was feeling (laughs) like I was the one that should be honored to be talking to... The one and only Jared Easley.
1: All right. So, Gary, for people that don't know, you've lost 70 pounds. 72. 72 pounds. Taking everyone I can get. Rightfully so. And when I first saw you, I had to take a double take. I'm like, where's, where's Gary Leland? What have you done with Gary Leland? Well, that's Seriously. Happening congratulations.
0: Now. Yeah. Now that I'm at 70, at 50, though, it still didn't even happen that much. <laughs> at 50, I'd walk in a place and like one person say, oh, you lost some weight. But once you, I don't know if you got to lose a certain percentage of your body weight. For people to notice it, but now at seventy, I started at two ninety five. People I guess it's almost a third of my body weight.
1: So how's that feel when people are saying, Wow, Gary, you've lost a lot of weight. I would imagine that feels good, right? I don't know, I really don't I'm a braggart
0: but I don't like talking about myself <laughs> in person. I don't mind over the <laughs> I don't mind over social media, but when I'm in person talking to someone I kinda get I don't know if embarrassed is a word, but I'm kinda a little uncomfortable.
1: I don't see you as someone that gets embarrassed easily. Is that the case no, or Well, I do in
0: person, uh-huh. but not Not online. I I can't get my feelings hurt online or on a podcast or on a video or social media, but I don't like to talk about myself in person.
1: (laughs) Well, let's go back to your Hall of Fame induction this past year. Congratulations, by the way. So you are inducted into the Podcasting Hall of Fame, and yet you're on stage in front of hundreds of people, and you're telling a story. I don't know if you remember this, but you told a story that was kind of like, I would have thought would be one of those moments you're describing, but you just told it like a champ.
0: Well, you know, it's funny. I have, So
1: embarrassing I, stories seem to come natural to Well, you. I had a
0: problem talking in public. You know, I can, <laughs> I can talk like to one-on-one or two or three people because I've been an in-home salesman the majority of my life. But when I get in big crowds, I really had to work on that. I mean, I, first time I spoke in public was at PodCamp in New York, like in 2006. And I had 120 slides and 30 minutes or 40 minutes. Ooh. And they said, and at the office, we decided, well, we'll just show as many of them as we can. I'll show as many as I can if I ran out of time, I ran out of time. I finished the whole presentation in like 12 minutes. <laughs> maybe it was 20, but I had enough time to go. You guys want to hear that story again? But the best part is I told everyone, maybe there were 50, 100 people in the room. I said, if you see me this weekend with my wife, you have to come up to me and say, that was the best presentation you've ever seen. It was life-changing. So all weekend, people were walking up to my wife and, go, and me and going, Gary, I just want to let you know how great your presentation was. And my wife's like going,
1: wow, you're really good at this. (laughs) (laughs) And you just said, yes, dear.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I was like, well, you know, I guess I'm a natural. But now I'm really comfortable. But it took me a long time to get comfortable. (laughs) But, you know, it's like my first podcast. I broadcasted in a warehouse and no one within, in a thousand square foot warehouse, no one in the warehouse, just me and a computer. And I was nervous talking on the computer. I think a lot of people are like that. But, you know, the more you do it, the more comfortable you get, you know. So
1: now you and your wife have a podcast.
0: Yes, we have a new podcast we just started after, what, 14 years? First podcast I've ever done with my wife.
1: Was that What was that like trying to get her to agree to that? Was that a challenge? Did she want to do it? No, she didn't want to do
0: it, and she really doesn't care to do it. She grew up. Her dad owned a radio station. So she's comfortable in front of a mic. I mean, she had a radio talk show. She got out of high school, got out of school, and went straight to the station. Cat's Corner, small town, Children's, Texas. But no, she's like going, I don't want to do any more work. I'm 62. I've worked enough in my life, that's work. Where I'm like going, Hit, I think I'm going to work till I die. You know, so it's just the opposite in our thinking. But I think she really enjoys it because she's always asking me the stats. So I think she enjoys it more than she puts on.
1: Okay, for someone that hasn't checked out the show, what's an episode like? Well, we watch a
0: TV show called The Fixer Upper, a right. modeling show. And we both take notes and we just talk about our thoughts on the show. You know, what we thought was the funniest moment, if we liked the house. If we like what they did in remodeling it, I'm a lot of promotions for our stuff. You know, I'm a big into promoting stuff. I'm not one of those people that believe you do your whole podcast and at the end, you go, oh, by the way, if you like us, check this out. I'm like, there's a lot of that in our show. We promote ourselves heavily.
1: Would know that's not you. (laughs) Yeah. I
0: believe if you don't want to hear my promotion, I don't care if you listen to my show.
1: (laughs) I would rather have 10 listeners that bought stuff
0: all the time than 5,000 listeners that never bought anything. (laughs)
1: <laughs> I think there's a lesson there. Right? Yeah. Okay. So uh, obviously throughout the show, you're promoting different things. Uh, what, what are some examples of that?
0: Well, we own Leland's Wallpaper. Right, right. We have the largest wallpaper store in Texas. And the host of the show just came out with a wallpaper line. So we interact that when we see wallpaper in a house that she's done out of her book, it's broken down. We're talking about wallpaper for five minutes yeah. you know, in our store. <laughs> that's just how it is. And that's just that's going to happen. You might as well get used to that. You can always forward it, I figure. It's not real technical, you know, to forward it. We'll talk about that. We sell things like the fixer upper shirt. It says, God knows I'm a fixer upper. You know, so we're always trying to market stuff on the show. But, you know, that's the whole reason we did the show is I saw some wallpaper featured on the show a year ago. I put the wallpaper on our website, wrote a couple of blog posts about it, and we sold more of that wallpaper, than that one pattern, than any pattern we ever sold. So I said, geez, we need to like do a whole show around this. And an example is Today Show had uh, on their blog, they interviewed her about our wallpaper book and they put like seven, six patterns for people to see. And then they put our links to our website as the place to buy them. No kidding. Yeah, so on the Today Show's website, today.com, you say, oh, I want that web, that wallpaper where I get it, it says buy from Leland's wallpaper. We didn't have anything to do with that. So I'm sure that has to do with the show marketing. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, that is amazing. That's really cool. And, that, and that's like a authority site so that's going to give us a lot of Google juice to boot. No kidding. Yeah, so that was really good. That happened Wednesday, I think. But, yeah, that's got to be from the podcast. No one would know us otherwise.
1: So, I mean, if that weren't enough, and it sounds like it should be, I mean, you're doing all these other things, too. You're doing, you're still doing the uh, fast pitch.
0: Yeah, I do a fast pitch TV and fast pitch radio network, and I have a softball, baseball, sporting goods store and about – 20 websites that are softball, baseball related, I guess. This is kind of cool. I don't know if you saw this. This is kind of being a braggart, but it's only... No, go ahead, I'm only go. bragging because it's kind of cool. <laughs> I got an email from the uh, City Council of Arlington on February the 28th at their City Hall meeting. I was invited to come because the mayor's making a proclamation that March the 1st, which happens to be my birthday, will be... Officially in Arlington, Texas, Gary Leland Day.
1: Gary Leland Day. And that's a
0: big city, like 19 biggest city in the country.
1: Yeah, we're not talking, you know,
0: know, (laughs) Bo So from (laughs) February the 28th on, March the 1st, will be officially Gary Leland Day. How
1: did that even happen?
0: My wife was reading uh, a Twitter thing, I think, and saw someone who they made Joe Blow Day. I don't know what his name is. And uh, he had won something in his company you know, out of a giant national company. And they were honoring him. And my wife goes, wow, that's really, he just doing his job. That's nothing. So she just emailed and said, that was a great article. Emailed the mayor's office, but you should uh, consider my husband and just put a link to my bio page. It was one short paragraph, great article, but you should consider my husband. Here's a link to his bio. That's all she put. And I guess they looked at the bio and agreed with her. oh that's great and she told me that when she came home i was like oh you're kidding yeah right 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 you know and she said no no here's the email i'll forward it to you and i still thought she was joking you know
1: (laughs) so uh, hopefully that's some homework for people that want to have their own day in their towns get your spouse to write the mayor (laughs) just Just brag on you a little bit yeah she
0: didn't really brag on me that much like i said it was just that she thought i deserved it more than that person did
1: well i i would have to agree so I, I want to actually take this uh, moment to go back to the Hall of Fame. What was that like for you and, and what did that mean to you personally?
0: Well, it was quite an honor. You know, I've been in love with podcasting since I first saw a one paragraph blip about it back in 2004. You know, back. So, I mean, I've worked real hard at it. That's been the core of my business. I've had a lot of people like Mer Lafferty who said she wouldn't be podcasting if it wasn't for me. Wow. You know, that was a big honor. This, that might even be a bigger honor to have someone personally come say that to you. But yeah. going into the Hall of Fame and something that you are that, that you love that much, I don't care what it would be, what it would be, it would be quite an honor. It's probably the top honor you can get. And, and I'm very excited. Matter of fact, I went to go speak somewhere on a little TV station and I brought it with me the other day to show people. I mean, you know, so yeah, I'm quite happy to be one of the first. 11, 11 people in there so far.
1: Yeah. I mean, there's only been two Hall of Fame classes inducted and you're in the second one. Yeah. When
0: I tell people and I go, well, there's like 11 inductees. Like if I'm at that place, the other day, goes, well, how come there's not that many? I said, well, they had to wait. They had to wait until there was like, it'd been around long enough. You can't put people in the Hall of Fame when it's been around three
1: years. Well, you had to wait until it had grown. That's true. Actually, Dan and I were talking about the Hall of Fame recently. So for people that aren't familiar with the Hall of Fame and, and podcasting, what is the criteria to be a part of it? Well, you've
0: got to be podcasting at least 10 years. Right. You have to have contributed in the field and you have to you know, be looked up by your peers. It's not really heavy qualifications, but it's, got to, it's one of those things where you, know, you are seen as a leader in the podcast industry.
1: Okay. Gary, as we start to wrap up, where can people learn more about what you're doing?
0: Just go to GaryLeland.com Gary or search Leland. Gary Leland. I think I'm almost every post on the first 10 pages.
1: And you're, you're doing a keynote this weekend. What, what is that yeah, about?
0: Uh, actually, it's a keynote panel. I've never done a keynote panel. I'm not well, sure. What...
1: Okay, fair enough. But you're a, uh, on a panel of experts. We're talking about networking. 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 Well, you are podcast. absolutely a
0: network. Yeah, well, I appreciate it very much. It's always a pleasure talking with you. And I, <laughs> I'm glad to see from your post how successful the podcast cruise was on its second year.
1: You know, people
0: should check that out. for Well, next I, year. I don't
1: mind sharing this with you, Gary. The cruise, while it was a good thing, we we're deciding not to do it again because it's it's a lot of work. Well, I'm sorry, well, it is a lot of work. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and while we love it, yeah, it just it's hard to produce the results you want to produce with the cruise. So two years of cruises been a blast, but that's probably another episode where I'll well, I'll, I'll I know pack that a little I know you up. and Dan
0: good enough that you got, you two will come up with something to replace yeah. it. That'll be another good time. <laughs> well, hopefully, you'll have that That's in common sure. is that we like doing stuff.
1: Well, I do like to do stuff, sometimes to my own detriment. So, uh, we always close with final thoughts, Gary. So, what's your final thoughts?
0: PodFest seems to be a great event here. It's uh, kind of like a real scaled down version of Podcast Movement. You know, I guess you'd say it's not uh, the type of event we put on, but it's a good event. So, uh, anyone should come see that. People should definitely follow Jared Easley. <laughs> he, well, <laughs> he brings on the people that matter. He brings on the people that matter. And his posts are always, you know, Jared, I have to say, I see more people post how they love you than any individual I have ever seen in social media. And I don't know how I feel about that. So uh, yeah, that could it's be nice, kind nice of creepy. Nice to have friends, I guess. Could be creepy, but that must mean that you do a lot for a lot of people. Thank That's you how Gary. I'm going to look at it. I appreciate it. And a that. lot of people recognize that and they want to thank you.
1: Well, I'm grateful. Gary, congrats on everything and uh, best wishes with the keynote.
0: Thanks very much, Jared. Nice talking to you.